global community of empathy and intelligence. We walk with one vision. Enter the temple. Welcome to the Temple Podcast. We are sitting here today with the three sisters um, from the Hemp Temple, myself, Isabella Wilde, Brittany Ray, and Anna Serafina. We are really excited to begin just sharing um, some more intimate conversations with you all of conversations that we tend to have with each other and yeah, just want to start bringing it out to the community and the public and yeah, let the conversations um, ripple onwards and continue and, and gain more depth and insight through our community interaction. And so today we're talking about um, archetypes and predominantly for women, the female orientated spiritual archetypes of a woman's passage into her power that generally circulate through the spiritual communities and healing work such as maiden, mother, maga and crone. So the three of our sisters here are in the age bracket of 28 and 29 and the other day we got called um, maidens and that it just sparked this conversation and which had been sitting here for a while and we thought right it's time to have this conversation and get it out there for more women who are in this age bracket and passage of life in which there isn't a, a proper and ripe kind of uh, label or archetype that's being um, talked into and, and spoken about and given, um, yeah, given place, I guess, in, in the passage of a woman's evolution and maturation into her power and her authenticity and, yeah, journey in, into embodying and expressing her gifts. And so generally in this process, it's that a woman comes into her power, um, a woman meets her power when she gets her first bleed, and it's her passage of Menarch, um, which is a really sacred and biological and spiritual practice that can't be denied. And after that, there's a period of growth between uh, the girlhood, essentially, where she blossoms into her sexuality and she starts to begin to um, explore her her passions in a way and her, her social, um, her ways of being in the world. And then from that point, it, it, we become into early adulthood and there's this liminal space in, in our modern day um, world where a woman could be like us, like 28 years old, um, without children and perhaps without partners, um, but following their gifts, following their passions and purpose and really using this time to do a lot of self-healing work and working with trauma, getting to know um, the real grit and depth of who she is and, and how she sits in this world. And she's not a mother and she's not a maiden. And this space we feel like needs to be spoken into. It needs to be claimed in some way. Obviously, all labels and archetypes have their limitations because we are such a diverse and incredible, um, you know, we can't be boxed in. People can't be boxed in. 
However, if they are being spoken into, there is this space that needs to be claimed. And we have called that today the muse. And Anna, do you want to share a little bit about what the muse is? Yes. So the muse is one who is in her passion and one who inspires. And throughout history, um, the name muse comes from Greek mythology. And there's definitely different stories that come up with this muse archetype. But one that is quite common is that there were nine muses and each of these muses was an inspiration for something different. And a lot of them were to inspire poetry and others were to inspire dance and others were to inspire music. And, yeah, we are feeling into um, trying to find a label that would work for this for this bracket and that is maybe partnerless but definitely childless. And these muses in history were often often um, acclaimed as virgin goddesses. And so they kind of fall into that category that is maybe partnerless and is childless as a virgin. But we also wanted to reclaim this word virgin as sovereign. And falling into this space of the muse gives gives you a lot of space to be sovereign and to be in your power and to be, I guess, alone, but then also supported by by your community and by your by your sisters, by everyone around you. And yeah, we find that this this space, because you haven't, because it's not your menarch and because it's not being a mother, there's other initiations that are taking place. And those initiations can be just as powerful as um, getting your bleed or, or birthing a baby. And these initiations can happen through deep inner spiritual work, um, such as, yeah, doing ceremony or doing one-on-one trauma release. And these can be huge initiations that happen to someone. And then you step back out into the world completely changed. And we want to acknowledge how powerful those are and yeah that's that's kind of where we're at I don't know if you want to add to that yeah and just like how we you know we've birthed a business we've rebirthed a business three times it's like these initiations into life's experiences are so big and so there's so much weighted responsibility that comes with it and that sacred responsibility uh, metaphysically uh, requires respect and so moving out of maiden and into muse is demanding respect from the community before reaching that archetype of mother with children because we're in radical service to the community and maidens don't need to be they're, they're, they're freshly initiated into the mystery and now we've 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 gone to the depths of the mystery and the depths of ourselves and continue to do so and hold others through that initiation it's like I'm not a maiden I'm a muse and I'm exploring multi-dimensional realities and opening up my psychic gifts and so are the people that are working with me and they deserve to be seen and respected in that as well mm. 
Yeah, because essentially this, um, I mean, it's a, it's a wheel of life. The reason why these archetypes are here are to help us understand um, who we are in any given moment of our life. And so, um, you know, Bill Potkins describes it as it's, it's so not about your chronological age. It's not like you hit an age and you step into this part of existence. It's about your psycho-spiritual development and where you are in your process of really going within. That's what marks maturation, you know. It's, it's the evolution of a life, a human life. And to mature, what we have learned and, and where we kind of like sit is that it really is so linked into our emotional development. And because we are in this stage of our world like so hindered, in actually fulfilling every stage of our um, growth processes. So even our maidenhood, our early, early adolescence, like these things we're meant to experience and like really, um, yeah, fulfill, I guess, from like the freedom to explore and then um, the freedom to fully find and express your sexuality to the freedom to find your gift. Instead, our world's like so heavily traumatized that we do a lot of backtracking and everything gets a bit slower. So this process that we're discussing like the muse is really about it's so interwoven with what it means to step into that motherhood process because so many mothers um in our work I guess in our work in our healing work we have experienced that a lot of mothers um haven't fully fulfilled and come to a resolution of these previous archetypal stages on their journey so whether that be the maiden or whether it be the muse like that process of the muse is one of yeah um pure creativity really and like a soul embodiment process within the creativity and healing part of that healing work and like returning to our innate like humanness within the feminine and masculine archetypes of yeah human evolution is that like expressive aspect so human expression through song and dance and music which is what the muse archetype is is the key so it's this really important um stage of life that seems unimportant because we've all been um conditioned into like this capitalist post-capitalist like work and and produce and consume like rapidly so we don't have this appreciation for the slowness and um yeah drawn out kind of like dolce vita that um creativity like needs um but it's also so interwoven with like leadership as well it's not just like purposeless um, exploration of creativity it's like the muses also I feel like it's a it's a stage of leadership so like coming into your creative power and passion is is coming into leadership yeah it ripples out into shifting from muse to teacher because whatever you're embodying in the muse whatever you're learning whether it's going within and doing that internal seeking or whether it's committing to your passion either of those pathways when you're really committed you're going to be passing on that wisdom you're going to be showing others what you've created or what you've learned and then yeah it switches over into that teacher and leader and there's a beautiful net that catches you when you step into leadership and when you step into the muse because you can't do it without community or sisterhood and brotherhood so you've created this network around you for when you do become a mother you're fully supported 
and respected and there's a community waiting for you when you're ready to birth. Mm. So there's like there's this missing link that we're speaking into which is actually like really crucial to motherhood. Mm. Yeah, definitely even you're speaking into the muse is only a muse if there's people to inspire. And it's like not only people to inspire but the muse is also the artist. So there's this like beautiful um, synergistic relationship I feel like of in this stage of life where you're it is really like so tied into community it's about how to have responsibility how to value your relationships without with it being more I guess like um, world world orientated whereas when you step into motherhood it you, you kind of come back into your inner circle in a large way because you're experiencing the depth of and profoundness of like that pure devotion to um you know very intimate circles of being whereas like in our world like and especially in this time where um you know we really do need to speak into the unified problems and the unified um core things that are tying us all together it's all about interdependence because we're all in this tumultuous process of um collapsing and degrading and rising and creating there's this like huge archetypal um collective pilgrimage occurring right now where we're essentially in the underworld I would say like in this moment you know everything is collapsing there's chaos and we're stripping away our identities and it started you know I don't know when it started but it definitely has been going on in the past few years with this um virus and stuff and it's been stripping away like what is essential and and what is what defines us what do we really need and what do we really want to create you know heaps of people had that pause during the COVID time where they didn't work as much and they had this reset of like um identity I guess like this self-identity inquiry and I don't know where I'm going with this I think (laughs) just to add on that like with yeah with everything that's happened it's like We have gone through a profound initiation worldwide with that inward looking, that time out. And it's almost like if you can put it in the like story of birth, it's like before you birth and then you go into transition and then you birth. And that transition phase is when you go normally from maiden to mother and you leave everything behind. But it's like if we're bringing in this concept of muse, it's like that muse is the transition phase. Mm. And so... She's fluid. Yeah, and it's like collectively we're in transition because we've gone through this huge initiation. And so it's like, yeah, allowing everybody to find to find that muse. Mm. And allow the space and the slowness for the transition to occur and like to just like swing it into another way um bringing it into relating and what we were talking about is like yeah we we the hollywood story is sold to us of like true love and then the media and um and big big companies make us not good enough for love it's like you'll fall in love if you look this way eat this way do this Mm. so then we're like unconsciously seeking a love that doesn't exist and we're so caught up with trying to look a certain way to make it happen that all purpose and passion is is void because we're just spending so much time 
wanting and craving these experiences. And what we've said is like, if you're on the path of the muse and you're in your purpose, the partner's inevitable. And it's like, if the partner's inevitable in this process, like where would you put all of this energy and giving, giving the muse the energy that it deserves for that graceful transition and empowerment into the community? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and perhaps the partner is not that your choice in a sense. Like for, for us, we're calling it inevitable because that's like trusting in, in our own individual divine plans. And there is also space um, for, for not having a partner and, and also for not going in a certain direction. And, yeah, it's like then the pathway would open up from Muse maybe to Marga and we were talking about, I can't remember is, but we were talking about like if you weren't a mother, there was like mm. another thing that would open up and it was like, a healer or yeah it's another void you know it, essentially we said medicine woman mm. but I guess it's like it's not that's why we're saying it's not dependent upon chronological age it's yeah. not like you just like step into this stage because you've decided not to have a mu- um children mm. you step into this stage because you're doing you're journeying with yourself mm. and these stages of initiation or growth development are always internal Mm. So even when you birth, it's an internal rebirth that happens. And when you bleed, it's about journeying with your emotions and your hormones and your cycles and your sexuality. Like every one of these initiations is essentially a metaphysical, it it, it entails the whole hero heroine's journey of like journeying to the depths and the shadow, finding the grit and the gift and um, alchemizing it and bringing it back into the world. And so... I think, I don't, can't remember in which traditions, but that, that choice to not have children and walk that path was the most revered position within traditional, a lot of traditional communities because you're not, um, you learn so much. You have this like vast sweeping perspective of um, looking into and, and relating to but it's not as um, it doesn't have the same frequency as being a mother and I've just remembered that the yogic tradition says that the the woman that doesn't birth doesn't lose her life force so we lose mm. parts of our life force in that birthing process mm. in becoming the mother yeah. and then you can cultivate it of course but that was the initial reason it's like n- none of her is gone it is all still there yeah, and I guess this, it just makes mm. me feel into, like, because we're trying to, like, subsection life and put ourselves into boxes, which <laughs> we really, like, should be undoing all the boxes, right? But also, like, to me, it feels like life is becoming so much more condensed, you know, every month feels like a year at the moment, and within that, like personally, and what I witnessed with you guys and and different um, people in our lives, like people are going through huge shifts, like monumental identity shifts within a month, within two months, three months. Mm. And so what is initiation? Like what are these events that happen that help us to shift our identity and grow? Because they're so far beyond um, these archetypes Mm. that really deconstructing all archetypes is quite an important thing to do 
Yeah, and but I I disagree because I don't feel like we're trying to put us in boxes. I feel like we're trying to allow space for an embodied energy which is available to us. And to yeah, I, I'm sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And like archetypes give us like a sacred spiritual energy and power mm. to embody to get to where we need to go. It's like you can deconstruct the archetypes but or you can use them as allies to take you to where you need to go and where you where we're going like doesn't have a box but yeah it's true I guess it's just identifying limitation I feel like a lot of people get stuck here whereas like our souls don't have an archetype and that's the process we're going to to meeting our souls and embodying our souls and yeah you go yeah and just wanting to wanting to inspire people to use archetypes like Brit said because if we don't choose our own archetypes people are going to choose it for you and that's like when we were being labeled the maiden or in the past being labeled a spinster like it's it's inevitable that people are gonna gonna label you or Mm. a cult like different words that are coming through so yeah to really love yourself is to choose your archetype yourself Mm. there's also um in sand talk by tyson yunkaporta he said that adolescence should only last three months and ritual initiates the adolescent into adulthood. So the maiden should only exist for three months. That seems a bit extreme. Well, it's like what happened is adolescence, the term adolescence was a patriarchal concept to keep people stupid Mm. and, and suffering and identi- like with no identity it's like the longer that the system could prolong adolescence mm. the longer women stayed angry and not empowered the longer men stayed confused it's like it was a it was a plot for selling consumerism mm. adolescence was created for consumerism mm. so like like you know the 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 there's like that concept and then there's the initiation of the maiden which is massive but it's like how long can the maiden last before like the mother comes and we are actually giving the maiden an initiation spot Mm. of becoming the muse and not not leaving her hanging like I'm nearly 29 I'm not a maiden (laughs) yeah that's it's definitely interesting I feel like we're you know we're talking about the power of words essentially because even that like what you said Anna is so true like if people because we're so uncomfortable essentially with like the unknown and and naturally we want to just like understand things so our brains work in a way of like "Mm, they're interesting like what what, how can I understand them and that's why it's like oh yeah like a sect or or like um in whatever in whatever construct yeah we've 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 been called um we've been called a sect we've been called a sexual cult cult. like we've been called all these things and lesbian cult which we're not (laughs) and it's like we're three women living and working together but we haven't been able to claim any sort of archetype and we've had these thrown on us Mm. and so it's um instead of being empowered by our choices in life we've been disempowered and it was only until we went to a community that was based in trust and love did we realise we were actually living in a symbiotic relating um, something. Yeah. And it <laughs> Small was a micro community. We were, living in a, we were living in a micro community. And, yeah, so it was, like, so relieving to have that experience because it now allows us to walk 
an archetypal experience, whatever we want to be right now, and be be proud of ourselves. Mm. Even we we still not struggle, but like we haven't found like a groove of what to even understand ourselves. You know, we're like, oh yeah, call us sisters, call us witches, call us coven, call us uh, the hemp girls. You know, like there's still not really like this space where a platonic intimacy and deep love and friendship of three women is is understood and I mean it's a lived experience for us where we don't need to understand it but it's always interesting seeing how it's mirrored and reflected and makes people respond differently and I think just like it's because somewhere in the subconscious because we've been so patriarchally conditioned they're afraid of us there's a fear that comes from three powerful women coexisting together in their subconscious well, it's like that idea of like essentially it's, it's any kind of social relationship dynamic construct that people um, like are not comfortable with because they've never felt and experienced it can bring up that um, that same reaction, I guess, because it's like, I don't know if it's Jungian or Freud or whatever, but it's like those parts within themselves that they don't know or are disowned. I feel like it's similar and... Definitely, there's like a whole new wave of, of um, mm, I'm not going to go there, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Just put a pause. I feel like that's a whole end of the conversation. Yeah. Mm. So just like, yeah, bringing it back to the spinster as a woman who by the age of 24 wasn't married off. So there's this urgency from the, in you know, it wasn't, you know, it's still happening in cultures around the world where women are being married off really young so that their family can look after the daughter and the daughter can look after that family and the household. Like, that's that still exists. Women still can't go to school. Like, we're lucky enough to be speaking about this in a non-linear way in which we have reached a level of empowerment but, like, we're not free till we're all free. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, like, until this is shifted from our psyche, women getting married young, birthing young, like, there's really going to be no space for the muse mm-hmm. while this is still happening on the planet. But I guess this conversation puts it into the collective consciousness to allow others, like, our, our field of friendship and relating creates a blueprint for others to step into Mm -hmm. but it's like wow we're so fucking lucky definitely yes the extremes there's massive extremes happening for women on earth and for all people um and so this yeah our conversation the intention intention of this conversation is to give you permission to live with your sisters no matter what age you are single mothers like move into share houses with each other like really allowing women to live together to feel safe Mm -hmm. because in that safety we can heal and that's where the initiations for the muse can take place Mm. so it, it this this coexisting with women and this this beautiful thing that's happened with us has allowed so much safety for us to go on a really profound healing journey and come out the other side as teachers. Mm. 
I feel like sitting here with the two of you right now as teachers, we've, we have the muse, but we've, we're in the transcendence of it. Mm. Yeah, I guess what it comes down to is because every single person is such a kaleidoscope of different aspects of ourselves, like allowing and encouraging a self-discovery of um, it's almost like how we're masculine and feminine and every day, every moment we're dancing between which we're sitting in. I feel like it's the same with archetypes Mm. as well Mm. because, you know, there are some moments, for example, even taking care of someone's child, Mm. you step into the mother Mm. or you step into, um, you know, there's a constant dance of archetypes within us that are happening and it's essentially about understanding where you are and why you're there in any given moment and claiming and honouring the power within it so that you can fully apply yourself to you know whatever it is the task is within that role and yeah I've got a I've got a sister that's currently having a deep spiritual experience where she's fully stepping into her shamanka her healer and just by allowing her to claim that relaxed her nervous system Mm. so it's like there's so much power in, in being seen in these archetypes because it helps you walk forward and show up for your community Mm. yeah and I think that being seen is the key to all initiation it's being witnessed being acknowledged and so only by each of us seeing these archetypes within ourselves embodying them and then like bringing it out into the world is when it can fully um, be embodied Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think that's where we've come yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, that's where we've come to. And yeah, just full power to you guys out there listening to this podcast. Um, feel free to write in any questions um, at the bottom of our Instagram post please write questions and we'd love to answer them and deepen our conversations. And yeah, we hope to be sharing our hearts with you regularly. Peace. Thank you so much for being here.